0: Hello, listeners and fans of The Daily Motor Podcast. This week, Alyssa and I are heading out on our honeymoon, and I am unable to record a podcast episode. Rather than have Chris try to come up with an hour's worth of content to speak to you with, we decided to release our very first trial episode of The Daily Motor Podcast. If you listened to our episode 2 that I released, I think what was episode 20, (laughs) that we uh, kind of re-released, recorded with Max... This is, even before that, this was the very first iteration ever of the Daily Motor podcast. And unfortunately, there's no video because we were first kind of just getting the the lay of everything and getting the hang of it. It was audio only, so you'll just have a nice view of the Daily Motor logo made by our buddy Skylar Ben. Shout out. This was our first attempt at recording any sort of podcast, and we thought it'd be kind of fun to release it here and give you something to listen to to satisfy you for this week. And we'll be back next week once... Melissa and I return, and Chris and I will get back to you with all the cars we've been driving and see what we've purchased next. So, thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy the very first lost episode of the Daily Motor Podcast. Hey, everybody. It's Charlie from Daily Motor, and we are here with the first ever Daily Motor podcast. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are doing what every other podcaster or uh, auto channel does, and they start a podcast. Wow, so unique, Charlie! Congratulations. But what is unique is we also have Maxwell B Mortimer. Is that is that how you like to go? Uh, That's what my official name. <laughs> <That's fine. laughs> Maxwell Benson Mortimer here, because he is a great vocal personality and you know we're just going to kind of see how the see how this podcast goes we're going to let it grow and develop just as any any young infantile thing should do but what's most important is we both really care about cars care about cars and have opinions and i feel like that's that's probably one of the most important things for having a podcast uh you do you even have a personal vehicle right now no. You do not? No. I is didn't. this the longest you've gone since being oh, a 16 yeah. year old without having. Oh, for sure. This is like the only time.
1: Yeah. So, like, yeah, since I was 16. I was given a '97 Honda Accord automatic. Um, yeah, it was an automatic nope. uh, hand me down from my cousins. No, it was an inline
0: four. Okay.
1: Yeah, I think that was like the old one seven. I want to say or one one five maybe even. They did a one
0: five naturally aspirated. Yeah, it was like something. it was like less than a hundred
1: horsepower. So I was. I still the managed way. to find. Find myself getting into trouble in it. I think I've shown you that picture before of me like down in the snow ditch <laughs> Probably one night one it was snowing and though, I just yeah. like went out and was like ripping the e-brake sixteen-year-old uh, uh, you know, stuff. Yeah, sure. got stuck in a snowdrift and I'm gonna call my mom.
0: I am a wholehearted believer that front-wheel drive vehicles saved me. As a, as a young driver from just yeah. doing something really stupid.
1: Yeah, I think of all the damage that I caused with front-wheel drive, and I think that rear-wheel drive would have only exacerbated or multiplied the damage. But I probably would have learned... Quicker, anyways. That's true. For some reason, I managed to like understeer into the curb during the winter more than one time. I did the same.
0: I was like, "Hey, this will be cool," and
1: then just. (laughs) And then you always have that moment after when your butt's puckered and you're like, "Oh God!" And then you're like, "Please, it's just it'll be fine. I'm just gonna drive off." And then you get up to like 35, and there's like this crazy vibration, or like you can tell something's bent or not not right. So I
0: I broke the wheel. On my Taurus doing that, like sliding yep. into a curb and yep. just fucking just.
1: Yep. Like, yeah, fuck. thank thank God I didn't have to pay for any of that stuff at that time. But yeah, that uh, they were learning moments for sure. And uh, back to the original question of is this the longest time? Yes, absolutely. I've been without a car for like
0: probably two years now. And that is so. because you are an editor at Car and Driver Magazine, so you get to drive the boozy shit. Sometimes, yes. (laughs) You got a a Supra right now, don't you? I do.
1: I do have a Supra right now. Yeah.
0: You guys have had that eighteen months at least. It's been most of COVID.
1: Yeah, probably all of COVID, and uh, I'm trying to think of when it actually arrived. Yeah, I think it was pretty much just like, I guess I think it was after we got the X7 that we got the Supra.
0: You still have the X7? No. That probably got mild out pretty quick. Yeah, that's gone.
1: That was done in January, so.
0: The BMW X5 and X7 are probably their best vehicles.
1: Yeah. They are so good. I will say, driving the new M3 and M4, um, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Driving the new M3 and M4 has been like,
0: those are really good. eye-opening. If
1: you've driven, um, you know, the previous generation, I can't remember the it F80 code. or something. Or yeah. I might think of
0: something. Totally yeah, different? well, or was the, it a,
1: it's the same. I think it's just the same as the normal three series. Yeah. So it'd be the yeah. F, the F10, because it's the G20 oh, yeah, yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. Um, so those two cars, like hella improved. The ride's a lot better. The steering's better. The manual feels good in the manual cars and like honestly have like a good amount of power. The sound is better. Like I would say they're all improved on every metric. But the thing about the SUVs that I've always liked is like the steering and the feel of like just driving the SUV. It's not like it's a sports car or something, but it feels like a car. You can drive an X7 and totally not get the feeling of, you know, being just, like, I mean, it's not to say that it's, like, all buttoned down and stuff, because it it can be wallowy and whatnot, but, like, when you want it to, and you put it in, like, Sport Plus, I mean, I did the entire Blue Ridge uh, Parkway in, like, I think that's Tennessee and North Carolina and
0: um, kind of, like, that area, and it's great. It felt great. That was the M50i Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's amazing what they did with that chassis and how fast you can hustle those cars mm, mm-hmm. for what they are you nothing yeah. that heavy and that tall oh. has any right going that fast it has
1: such massive like wheels and tires it's got like 22 inch wheels and i want to see, yeah i think it was 22 inch wheels and Nuts. and if, if anything there were 21 so like no big deal but um the rear tires are 315 on that thing so and you then factor in like rear wheel steering and stuff and it really does kind of like shrink the profile of it, at least, per, you know, from a perception standpoint.
0: Did you all run 22-inch winters on that, or did you no, get smaller wheels? we got 20. Yeah, 20. we downsized to a 20. Um, downsized and, to a 20. What a, yeah. what a fucking concept. That's very if twenty. 15 years ago, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, we downsized to 20s yep. on our on our SUV. Yep. I always go back, and I know we've talked about this, but I always go back to... 2002 Dodge Ram, back when it was a Dodge Ram, and they had those five-spoke flower pedal 20-inch wheels. Oh, yeah. yeah and yeah. they were kind of girly for a truck, to be honest, but they They're were like 20s. iconic now. Yeah. yeah,
1: everyone was like, 20s? My dad that got one nuts. of those. Yeah, right when my dad got out. one, one I of those, too. remember seeing him pull up to, like, wrestling practice in middle school to pick me up for the first time, and I was like, dang, that thing's sweet-looking. And yeah, yeah, those wheels cleaned up really nice, and, like... I had them on my uh, silver ram, yeah. too, of the same generation. I, and if, now if, here we are. You got
0: 23s on the XB7. If those rams didn't rust to shit, I would yeah. absolutely love to have one of those. I know. You know. It's a shame. It is a shame. Because that was a it's classic design. It's good they've all design.
1: gotten that in check over
0: the years. Well, you think. You just haven't seen them yet. For now. No, yeah, that's true. Old. I
1: guess we need like five more, five more years to really start to tell. Right. But it's hard to say how long it'll take for them to rust because the Pacifica... Uh, long-termer that we had. Do you remember it had that hood rust
0: after like 35,000 miles? Yeah, it
1: was like at the end of the loan, but still it was like a year. It was like only a year of ownership. So it's, I think it just depends on the car because probably not all steel is created equal. No. In the Rams, hopefully they like save the nicest
0: for that. You'd hope. But did you, know. did you have the M4, I'm sure you did, but the M4 with the bright blue seats, the manual?
1: Yeah, well, that's the one that I drove. I didn't, yeah. so I didn't have any of the these ones. They were short loans, and we had stuff to do with them, but okay. um, I got to drive the M4 from a staffer's house, and it was that one, yeah. It had, like, the little carbon fiber, like, insert. It had, like, the, like, gooch, in the, middle. the gooch holder. Yeah, the gooch <laughs> holder. Yeah, that was so, it reminded me of, like, a fucking Cedar Point ride or something. Surprisingly with, like,
0: comfortable, The though. shape of it, but yeah, Did it you was. fit in? I mean, you're yes. a Gentlemen. yeah i fit and then, in and okay. i
1: am admittedly a, like 340 pound dude um and it's like six foot three and i felt very comfortable in the seats they weren't overly bo- bolstered and like sometimes when you find a seat that kind of has like a deep ass spot you know like you know <laughs> you like sit way yeah and you the bolsters kind of come up further on the sides you and you you equate that with being uncomfortable like at least in the cars that i've driven that have been like that uh yeah thinking right now of the came in GT four. Uh, but um, in the in this, no, they're perfect. I think you could drive them daily no problem and have it right. be fine. And they look cool. So I the thing I really liked about that interior is just like the light blue the lime green like just was a it very fun. interesting yeah. yeah and in the in the days of like just everything being the same in a variation of a theme especially when you come across like the luxury marks like BMW every interior is almost identical so anything that can liven it up just a little bit is is right. nice and i'm not saying they're not nice but like yeah. you know i mean you get in an X7 and get in a 3 series and the
0: similarities <laughs> pretty are similar. pretty pretty stark who out of the main three German horseman uh, brands is your pick right now? BMW, Mercedes. Because I mean, <sighs> I I, I've like gone I was back and to Someone about this. Uh, I feel like for me, it was Mercedes for a while there. Yeah, when I drove the most recent E Class, and I was not as impressed with it as I was. Remember the E Class wagons, like 2018, 2019? Yeah, it's like the perfect car. Yeah, just bank vault, quiet and luxurious inside and expensive feeling. It was like, why would you get an S class? you just get an E class. Did not feel the same way about this most recent one.
1: I want to like Audi because I like their styling the okay. most, I think.
0: And your household is an Audi household. We do like Audi. You are 100% um, Audi.
1: Yeah, since I don't own a car, <laughs> but I think the looks of them are the best, and I don't know. I think that they're the most well-rounded right now. Interesting, um, especially in the sports cars and the performance cars. Really? I guess they don't we have. We were a just talking car, about
0: how the sports cars are a little bland. The RS cars.
1: I don't. They'd I like don't. In the I just mean as far as like being able to drive them like all the time though. Like sometimes I don't know. I feel like. Take our most recent comparison test. The RS7 beat the GT63 and. What? uh, The M5 or something like
0: that? It might not be. (laughs) So if it's not, then. Whatever, but this but, is this is how we'll get so famous. So, the, so yeah, so the <laughs> you'll Ara- get fired you'll get more money. Yeah, right? So, so um, wow, the RS7B, if it if the GT63S is like the best car I've ever fucking well driven,
1: but you got to figure it's like a $70,000 price difference. The performance right. is only you know measured in tenths of a difference, and okay. the, the Audi has the most comfortable ride and the most livable cabin, the quietest cabin, the com- most comfortable seat. Like, you have to factor it all in. Like, I love if I had if, if it was like Max, choose one of these these three cars price isn't an option Mm -hmm. you don't have to like choose you know to drive this car on a daily basis which one do you like the most obviously it's a gt63 okay but um i think that i don't know i think that when someone's thinking about investing that much money in a car even if they're fucking rich um you got to consider all of the factors and i think a lot of those people do that's that's why you know you see you know such a Spread of cars out there is because people like one dude might be like, You know, I like the attributes of this one, and blah, sure, blah, you blah. gotta
0: pick your ice cream. Yeah, so whatever. I,
1: I don't know, but I will say, like, I've always liked the Mercedes too, at least from you know, when I started at Car and Driver in 2016. Um, just watching that brand kind of go from like full analog, like the previous gen C six, the, the last generation of the C yeah, like sixty three with the an yeah. yeah, and and like all the analog gauges, the seven speed auto, all that stuff, and then moving over to the multi clutch nine speed, and starting to get more into forced induction stuff, and um, they, they have like that. Mercedes has like,
0: managed to keep the most manic. Yep. Ness. Yep. If you will. No, I totally agree with that. Yeah. The most raw. It still turn it up to 11. Yep.
1: The shifts still are crisp and oh, nasty in the AMGs. Yeah. Even in the non DCT stuff, like in the nine speeds. Like if it, you've driven an
0: E53 lately, it's, yeah, it's just still. very
1: snappy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, the BMW is kind of like the opposite end of the spectrum there. Everything's an eight speed torque converter. They're all really smooth. They. Um, You know, they're very tractable like the Audis, I would say. They are a Um, little more like that, But I would also say that like the Audis, um, they're kind of numb, you know, and sterile um, inside and and in their driving experience, you know. Even when, you
0: know, you're like fully ramped up in an M5, it's like,
1: I don't know. It just seems like you're kind of disconnected still, a little.
0: We had the RS7, or RS6 Avant. Beautiful Uh, car, super neat. But you could tell i mean even like you know most aggressive rs mode full tilt it was still quiet it was still serene which if you lived in germany and you were trying to do 170 like cruise control on the autobahn sure perfect car yeah but and, and most people who own those probably have 14 other sports cars that they can choose from but i was expecting more of the manic side more being able to turn it up and just <laughs> yeah, did not get that. Yeah.
1: Well, and the other thing is is like that's intentional. Exactly. Right? You yeah, know, I'm not so it's like it's I wonder it's I wonder why, you know, you choose to make your RS car yeah. or your AMG. I mean, the AMG's aren't suffering from this as much, but you know, why why is it that we're toning down the the highest stuff if anything you would say like bake that into your lesser stuff more even just the non-performance models yep. of the same car and li- literally let your rs be the one that really shines 100 rs sorry uh, but uh clever you know, but, but seriously lighter, like lighter. let it stand out you know yeah. like i don't mind if the ride's a little bit more brittle maybe don't put fucking 22s on a car <laughs> you know for starters it's got this super like uh Intricate complex multi-link air suspension and like all this stuff's going on and it's like, you know I've driven the previous gen RS7 and if I had to pick one or the other it would be no question Which one I would pick. so good. Yeah. Yeah, Looked
0: menacing and I like the new looks, but I like the old
1: looks even more like I agree. Yeah, there's just it's just becoming like there's a point where it's like change for the sake of change. The cars weren't like, you could could have improved them in a different way and it just seems like everyone wants to have as many screens as possible or like, you know, you look at the S-Class, like I had that for a couple nights and it was super cool. Um, like the, the 3D instrument cluster and okay. like um, just like all the cool stuff with the infotainment and like lights and, and te- technology related things, it was really cool. But it's just so, like it's almost like you start to lose the driving experience, um, which I know a lot of people don't care about anymore, but you start to lose the driving experience. and. The biggest thing with the S-Class for me is like the W123 I believe or 122. Two. The, the, the the last generation of the S-Class was kind of like the perfect marrying of technology and like old school Mercedes. You had your wood grain dash which you can still get. Yep. But it's not like it's that was like raw wood with the the circular, sorry, the uh, circular um, vents yep. and stuff like just quintessential Mercedes and the class, some of like the craftsmanship just kind of starts to. It just seems tacky, yeah. you
0: know. Just they, there's so much money yeah. and effort and 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 emphasis put on the technology that some of the finer things, you know, the the good strong glass of whiskey element yeah. of the car is going away a little bit. Yeah. So what? Is something you said earlier about I think it was like your your take there. A lot of brains are taking away from like if it's an RS model, why isn't it just the crazy raw sort of thing? What sort of cars are there still on the, on the new market that, that speak to that? Mm. I mean, do the, you've driven probably more of the performance Porsches than I have recently? I did drive the, the <sighs> Cayman GTS, which, is a, which was really good, but I haven't driven like the top tier stuff. Are those still like yeah, do those I do mean, it?
1: <laughs> they do it, not in the way that I think we're thinking about for like RS7. Like that's which,
0: just like, any brand that's turning it up saying, "Fuck, comfort, fuck you know, well, just, the thing about Porsche, design for the sake of design or whatever, like yeah. we want an uh, ultimate raw driving yeah. experience. I'm not even gonna say like l- raw driving car, but like, I mean, like I would almost say what you were talking about with the Mercedes, like that is raw, that is a raw luxury experience. Like, the old S class, like they yeah. are, that's yep. the main focus. So what, what brands are turning it up to 11 with the intended purpose? I think cars. Porsche
1: does a great job of that, but I just, not to be too much of a Porsche slappy here, but I almost feel like Porsche is so good that they do that and still make the car like be able to settle down. You know, like yeah, maybe a right. GT3 RS or something. Mm-hmm. Sure, that's going to be on boil all the time. But like, yeah. if you buy a GT3, that can still be a comfortable road going car all day.
0: Fair enough. Which um, is not to say it's a bad thing. No. As long no. as it, as long as it can still can be turned, turned up, it to up
1: to that. Yeah, 100. Yeah. And I think, I think that. They have that, and I think that Mercedes has that, and I think that Audi could have that if they wanted to. I think that they just, I think Audi's like kind of, I mean, Mercedes obviously is too, but I think Audi's really trying to commit to the electric stuff before mm-hmm. everyone else. Um, mm. Yeah, uh,
0: did you drive the new GT? Uh, I didn't get a chance to drive it, but called I've called driven
1: like, Etron GT? Yeah, I didn't get a chance to drive the one that we had, but I've driven like three or four Taycons. Oh. Um, so, yeah. I mean, similar anyways, um, in their, performance it's like a 4s isn't it essentially okay. in power it's like in the 400s or so
0: have is it is the Taycan a satisfying Porsche driving experience because like all Porsches have always been remarkable to drive even like a like a Cayenne Macan the only one that's kind of missed the point was the Panamera is that is the Taycan more like a Panamera or is it more like a Macan like a
1: it's definitely it's more like a panamera it's like oh yeah it's for sure a very sporty and dynamic car it's got a great chassis it's a little heavy but like you wouldn't know like you can really hustle it around the loop plenty Mm -hmm. like a couple times when we did the ev 1000 yeah and uh it feels really good it's just it's just weird to have that sound you know it's like really it sounds like a you know a a TIE fighter, a tie fighter. Or like yeah. some <laughs> weird like sci fi uh, vehicle. Thing, yeah. yeah. Okay. But it, it's it's cool. Like when I drove the uh you know the Turbo S is the one to get for that okay. and um the launch control in that car is like pretty significant. Every bit as good as the Model S's ludicrous cheetah shit.
0: Gotcha. What do they do for a launch control in an E V? Is it just like it like what is it? It probably warms up the batteries a bit. I mean, yeah, is like a brake actually sort of thing, physically, is I like, don't know.
1: It's, it's not a bra- I don't think it is a brake torque. It's, it's not like, like releasing. It's, like it's, it's a, it goes beep beep or something. It's like launch control ready, and then it's like boom, <laughs> you know, just I don't I don't think it really does a whole okay. lot of anything. Sure. But the Ticon does benefit from having a uh, the two speed rear right. too. So you get right. around like it's been like over a year since I drove it, but like you get perceivable shift around like 50 or 60 miles really? per hour and that rush kind of rejuvenates itself whereas a tesla kind of doesn't sure. fall off but like definitely starts to fall you know decrease a little bit as it right. gets near the 90 to 100 mile an hour range i know the plaid is just a fucking animal i haven't who knows yeah experienced anything with that yeah or really looked into it a whole lot so i can't right. say that but as for those two yeah it's it's pretty good it's but it's not you know it doesn't give you that ballistic bonkers feeling because you don't have a Fucking loud forced induction V8, yeah. ripping or or naturally aspirated, you know either. Right. Uh, just since we were talking about the German cars, I left naturally aspirated V8s out of the. Uh,
0: well, let's get into that a little bit because some of the other cars that are still pretty pretty tuned up to eleven GT500 Mustang. Do you think that's yeah. still that for you? Oh yeah, that. I know that's not naturally aspirated, but getting into no, gt no, 350 no, I think that's a great conversation. That's a
1: great one to transition into. The GT500, I am in love with, and really? like, I'm a
0: that's still surprised yeah
1: grown as a Mopar boy yeah um, and definitely have respect for the Hellcats and stuff but uh, if you actually want to go quickly and then also turn to and then do it all over again and uh, you know maybe get the cops called on you a couple (laughs) times like the GT500 is just so the only thing that that you could really complain about it is the fuel consumption. I believe when <laughs> we were ripping it last year at 10 Best, when you would uh, get in the car, like after filling it up, it'd be like 94 miles. To empty <laughs> it. <It's laughs> so yeah, definitely can consume some, some gasoline. But yeah, no, it's great. And you don't really hear the supercharger in that car, no, but it just sounds like a fucking NASCAR. And you've started up and get that like excited teenager feeling of like, I'm going to get in trouble, you know?
0: Do you think that do you agree with Ford's decision to stop making the GT350 alongside?
1: I don't, I think Ford's reason for doing that is just purely like because they are going a different direction as a company. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I guess it's probably time considering just what they're doing but I think that people would have bought it for a time say, longer. I, I almost
0: think of it as like the
1: GT... Th- it was so good in 2022. Like when they, yeah, the last GT350, all the problems yeah. were gone. No right. tram lining, way more secure feeling. Yeah, The engine had different pistons or rings or something that helped it with its oiling issues. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It Like it's sad for sure. GT350
0: um, to GT500 to me is almost like, and, and, and see if you can vibe with this, uh, 911 gt3rs to 911 turbo s like the turbo s is faster like you know it's 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 more of just like
1: Turbo s to gt2rs and i would agree with uh, you yeah at least ford's version of it. yeah you're right because then you get
0: the force induction it's just faster and And it's fully
1: racy but
0: like i would probably i mean i guess i've never driven a gt2rs But I would probably rather have a GT3 RS, and I think I'd rather have a GT350. And I know we've talked about this before, and you don't necessarily agree.
1: No, I would with those three.
0: I really... Would would you take a GT... uh, Sorry, a GT350 over a GT500 for your personal car?
1: Well... Probably,
0: yeah. Because There's something about getting to just
1: the two RS yeah. is fucking sweet. It's water injection. It, it's well, got okay. Like, That's a
0: different. Yeah,
1: it's got like rear drive, like launch control that'll pin you back. It's like a, I think a two six or a two seven when we tested it. But, sure, um, but it's just
0: with the Fords. Just with the Fords. Oh, oh. would you take a GT five hundred? Or a GT 350 mm. for your personal, or even you know 350 R. So
1: GT3 over over the GT2 RS, and I would take the 500 over the 350. See, but the one thing that makes me sad about that is I do think that the GT 350, I want to say on record that it's a more engaging car to drive. Exactly. Obviously, it's manual, it revs high,
0: it sounds just different. about It's a little as quieter good, and yeah. a little different. Yeah, but you, I just you can obviously only legally go up to. 70 75 miles per hour or so And you can get away with you know going 20 30 over in certain stretches yeah. or higher than that if you know what you're doing you got a radar everything like that but that gt500 I, I just feel like after three months of ownership you would still get the satisfaction of rowing your own and getting to make a little bit more ruckus. I mean? yeah in the okay. gt350 yeah, versus yeah. just getting in the gt500 and twisting that Fucking stupid little escape rotary dial, knob. yeah, escape <laughs> dial, and just going okay, foot going just down now. Yeah, yeah. and I, I doubt that car is making full torque in first or second gear. No, You're probably, probably not. not. Getting it's probably full tilt til third gear.
1: I would agree with that. I would also say on that, the thing with the three the three fifty is like, it's fun to ring it out and stuff, but it is hard to kind of have fun with that car in around town and. In places where the speed limit is so low, whereas would the GT500 is not. Yeah. So, like, when I drove the GT350 last, it was a quick, you know, 10-minute love affair. Okay. And uh, I just did, like, one, like one two pulls. Mm-hmm. And and that was very satisfying. But even then, you're getting, like, mid-two, you're at over 60. Right. You the know? gears
0: are still pretty tall.
1: So, like, there isn't really a gear in that car that you can... Not break the speed limit in at any given place unless yeah. you're on the highway, right? That's you know, a good point. like a highway on ramp. But we're a GT500. You can like slide it out of a. You know, like the office parking lot or whatever, onto the board, onto boardwalk and or whatever, and just nail it and get up to whatever real quick. Slow back down. You know, it just all happens much quicker. That is a good point. And that DCT is is very good. good. It is very good. The Transcal on that
0: is very good. Ford is finally getting their shit together. Transmissions, the maybe Tremec is. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Well, have you driven? I don't want to give Ford too much credit there.
0: Have you driven the new Bronco? Uh, I have only driven it to
1: the gas station and back. Such smooth shifting. I was yeah, really is, impressed.
0: It, I'm not a big fan of the new Bronco. That's a 10 speed, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's it was a, and fine. It is very smooth.
1: Yeah. That was the V6 yeah. uh, twin turbo. And yeah, I liked it. I. Really, the only thing I didn't like about the Bronco that much was just the kind of the cheapness of the interior. Oh my god! Fucking Walmart Broncos. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But other than that, no, I really liked it, and I think that I would probably go for a four door just because I like the looks of it more. But I know that like the off road peeps are gonna go for the two door. Yeah, and it's much roomier than a Wrangler inside, which that's that's my like biggest gripe. I'm not a big Wrangler person one one way or the other, but I just hate how fucking close you sit next to each other in a Wrangler and the Gladiator. You might as well be in a Ford GT, damn near, you know, like sharing the sharing the center armrest, you know.
0: Oh dear. Yeah. Like, might as we well put pump. my hand
1: on your knee. You know? Like I hate that so much. So,
0: let's go back to, yeah. to muscle cars. I have a bone to pick with Chevy and the fucking Camaro because oh, why? it's an excellent car. Yeah. It's so good. And then you know that you know that surprised Pikachu meme where it's Pikachu like, ah. yeah, oh, yeah, the, the, that's that's that Chevy because fucking. Dodge is out here coming out with every special edition of the Challenger known to man and Charger. Ford's coming out with the GT500, the Mach 1, which is no different than a PP2, PPL2, but still they make it, they hype but it slightly up. slightly better. Ben, I mean, ben, ben, but yeah. ben, you know, same, whatever. Fucking no one's going to know the difference. Just looks different. And then Chevy is like, why is the Camaro dropping in sales so much? It must be a bad car. We should discontinue it. It's because you haven't done anything with the Camaro since the Hot Wheels edition. <laughs> I'm going to go on a rant. And then you, and then you fucked up the looks. And you had to fix the looks. Nothing's happened with the powertrains. Nothing's happened with the looks. No special editions. Nothing. And, and, the, and, the, and they're with not in the, the power press fleet even. Too. That's the, the
1: thing. Like everything was already set there. For it's you a to great have a car. Winner. It's,
0: it, it's a great powertrain. It's a great chassis. It's a great uh, suspension, transmission, everything. And they're not. I have asked for a Camaro for the last two years. There has not been one in the Detroit press fleet. No fucking Camaros. Instead, they're like, well, oh, maybe people will buy the four-cylinder. 2019 10 best was the last. <laughs> The yeah, last one, <laughs> exactly. And so Chevy sitting over here like, what? Oh, I guess no one likes the Camaro. I guess we should just cancel it and maybe have a fucking electric one or something. Dog. Dude, I swear to God, I uh, that uh, that's so wrong to even say the they, electric. Camaro. They could put two weeks of effort into the ZL1, bump it up to seven something horsepower. I know. I was come just about out with to say a special that. edition and totally. Bump nuts with the GT five hundred. Put a fucking larger supercharger on it, like yeah. two point
1: four liter, like the Hellcat and the GT five hundred have, mm-hmm. bump it up a little bit, it's just fine, and then continue on. The Camaro has better cooling than the Corvette anyways, so it's not gonna be an issue. Yeah. And then you can even maybe bump up the the SS's power a little bit. Like the, the Update the interior. The interior was the thing that needed the most fucking
0: work. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, 2SS is still pretty nice, but you're right. It's nice. I I, I I literally only mean from an
1: ergonomics and, like, pragmatism standpoint. Like, having some door storage or having,
0: like, you know, something in the center console (laughs) other than a weird-ass phone thing (laughs) behind my elbow. Don't get me wrong. The C8 Corvette is excellent. But as the Corvette moves away from being any semblance of a muscle car, you can't abandon... The muscle car desiring people right. with the Camaro. Well, and the Camaro could have just taken over where the c seven left off, you know, essentially. Absolutely. the c seven and the Camaro were a little close. yeah.
1: yeah. They're and you have similar. so many variants now, like of the Camaro and of the vet. like you it could just be like, you know, I would fucking love for this to happen at Dodge where they have like some sort of CUDA type vehicle or whatever, and the Challenger keeps being big and dumb, and people will <laughs> buy that because they like that. And then the people that actually want to go to the track can go buy a CUDA ACR or based whatever based on the like hell. the Julia chassis or something yeah, like well, that. Yeah, well, yeah, they're not going to do that for packaging reasons, okay. Um, from what I understand now, just they couldn't fit everything the way that they wanted to, and now the Giorgio platform would have been good, okay. But dude, who knows? Like, Dodge is so tight lipped about the sports car stuff, like, right now, I'm convinced that there's a Viper replacement in the works and has been for a couple years now so whether that is a Cuda or something else um, I think it's going to be whatever it ends up being is going to be sweet Um, don't know what engine will be in it either but like they really missed the ball um, they missed the opportunity there to, I mean, capitalize in a market where I think that the reason the Camaro never just like kind of just fell off is because Chevy let it die. Exactly. You know, it's not because 100%. people didn't want it. People like Camaros, and yes. honestly, like I would buy a Camaro over the other two. Me too. You know, for yeah. sure, just a 100%. better car in every way:
0: better suspension, better transmission, better engine, just like better driving car. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You have a you have a, a practical car in your household, then then you compare. I would get a Camaro over a C eight. Yeah, I would too. Cheaper. Yeah. Um, you're only losing a little bit of of performance, and you get to row your own, and like, yeah, and sounds just real better. Real world, yeah. for
1: sure. Oh, yeah. Sounds
0: way better. Yeah, and you know, this conversation might be completely different once you know, Z06 comes out with the Corvette, yeah. everything like that. It's gonna, but again... I think the Z06 am, is going to be a wet dream oh for 458 lovers. I respect... <laughs> Chevy for distancing the Corvette from the Camaro, because they were very close. Yeah. But you can't just let the one go out to pasture. Yeah. You can, but it's stupid.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I well, and they did really just let
0: it go out to pasture. 100%. I mean, after
1: that 10 best, I feel like I just stopped hearing about it. Yeah. You know? And it's like... Is is the front grille being different really
0: that egregious that you just that all of that stuff comes after that? I mean, Jesus Christ. I do agree that I that they fucked up the facelift and it doesn't look quite as good. I would still have bought one though. It wasn't yeah. ugly enough no, I to see make them. it so I wouldn't have bought one. Yeah. And I would still if I were in the, the market for a new car right now, I'd still consider one. Probably can yeah. get it. A- fucking great deal. Well, on also,
1: one. too, who but the like, fuck is the person that is like, it looks good to me, you know? Like, yeah, I
0: know. Dude, where was the some,
1: talks? Where was the collaboration? I it's hope, like the Supra with the windows down. Like, how, did, how does no one drive it with the windows down before it goes to production?
0: I hope like, they took whoever was doing Chevy design, like, checkoffs in 2019 or so and shot them. Yeah. Because fucking the Silverado got fucked up. Uh, the, the Camaro got fucked up. Arguably, the C8 is cool, but it's not beautiful. No. Like, they could have done a little
1: bit. Do you remember? I look at it, though, in certain angles. It just depends what fucking,
0: where you're looking at it yeah, from. Because yeah, sometimes you'd be like, man.
1: That's really cool. Yeah, and then Another other times time, you're like, really
0: oh, God. Do you remember when we first saw, Backwood before Car and Driver got all fucked up, and we actually had, like, desks all next to each other and everything, uh, when we saw the first, like, leak? not it wasn't even a leak. It was embargoed, in, embargoed photos of the C8, and we were all like, oh. Yeah. That's not... Great, and and we, it kind of grows. When well, you see it in yeah. person, it looks better. But I think we it's, were like, hmm. you know,
1: everything from where like from the intakes, the side intakes back, it kind of gets a little bit rough because it, it like rakes up, mm-hmm. and it's very yeah. blocky and like and like Almost has cartoonish. very hard angles, and then yeah, and in then in the back, it just kind of ends up looking like the rear of the. Um, Princess Leia's ship guys whoever's listening um, the, the, it is called the Corvette, actually the like I think believe it's called the Carillion corvette yeah. yeah it's you would look know it more up, than me but uh,
0: <laughs> yeah it just it looks like a big block the, the front back. the front is very large overstyled as well it's like, it's like a caricature it's very big headlights very, yeah. you know and don't get me wrong still a cool car but I will say I am getting to the point where I see C8s and I go those are starting to become common now like, I even saw a bright blue one go <laughs> down. Despite, like, despite the shortages with and CAs. everything. Yeah, yeah. It's... Um
1: and it so is it, the Carillion Corvette is actually what this is called. But and it's funny because it's skinny in the front and then widens yeah, out to that
0: back. Chonk in the go back. Go
1: look that man. up, people, from yeah. the rear. The Carillion yeah. Corvette from Star Wars. <laughs> Blockade runner.
0: There you go.
1: But, yeah. No, the C8, it, I think that it could um, get a lot better, too, with the it next will. variations. It needs to be wider in front and in rear to just to kind of give it, like, more of a... Like, right that now, look good, it right. looks like, a you know, the same as you would see a C7 base or z Z51 and be like, eh, you still got some lifting to do, bud. A little you bit, yeah. And you'll get those bigger tires, different
0: wheels. Right, when, that, when you see a Grand Sport or something, you're like, Brrr. yeah.
1: Even, yeah, I, complete, I keep forgetting the Grand Sport, but, like, even the Grand Sport's going to be sweet, and, like, Probably. I've heard rumors that it could even have an electrified front axle or something mm. like that, um, just to keep it, you know, kind of elevated a little bit more over just, like, a Z51 or something, other right. than the fact that it's going to have the suspension and tire stuff, but...
0: Yeah, the C eight is it. It's always been such an interesting car for me because it's so good. Yeah, it really is so. Good. I, remember I remember when we the drove it together first, yeah. yeah, you and I were like some yeah. of the very first people outside of Chevy to like get serious seat time yeah. in the car, and I just remember I got a video of you just being like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, you know, it's it's such a great car, and I and I it's it Elevates itself to the next plane of like mm-hmm. you. There are things you'd complain about the C8 that you never would about the C7, just because it wasn't appropriate. So you couldn't yeah, have done it, it yeah. it'd be inappropriate to do yeah. so. Yeah, it's yeah. So, so everything, all my comp- like nitpicks about the C8 are because it's so good, yeah. That now you got to aim higher. You yeah. always have yeah. to aim higher. You can't just be like, all right, you did it, right? You know.
1: <laughs> yeah that's true and it's it's kind of a bummer i will say just because like i've spent a decent amount of time now in the c8 mm-hmm. and it's just not something you can play around with as much like you can still like slide it and stuff but that like, was my
0: very first complaint you remember yeah. that i was yeah. like c7 made you feel like a badass yeah and like uh like i want to go burn donuts in yeah and just rogue gears and yeah. just like do america rumble stuff. rumble rumble yeah yeah america Going back to Dodge, I think Dodge and Stellantis in general are in one of the best positions out of the domestic manufacturers right now. Remember what I saying said when I started. Remember yeah. five
1: years ago, I was like, "You guys wait five <laughs> years from now, blah blah blah." And it's not exactly like I thought because like the the market's changing a lot too. Yes. But like I would agree, Stellantis has a ton of assets as far as like hybrid electric technology goes, and right. more like the economic side. And we have the the power of the
0: guns. This isn't saying they can't still fuck up. They could totally oh, fuck sure, up. Sure. But they're in but, the, and the money too is just yeah. Like, they're in they're I mean, on the right trajectory. And if they don't fuck up, they will be the best domestic car maker. If you can still call them domestic at so this too. point, um, GM is all. GM's always on that like teeter totter of like they can make great stuff. They can make bad stuff. I think a lot of the stuff Ford's.
1: I don't know. I just. The one thing Ford I wonder with me. is like, I know that small cars don't really matter, but when they're done right, they're so respected. And I just wish yeah. that Dodge could come back and make something... That's like Dart two because that had so many things with it that was <laughs> right Be- before you look at all the reliability yeah. and like the shitty dual dry clutch um, yeah. and all that stuff. Like I think that like having like a small car that's well styled that has um, good value and like maybe even a slight performance proposition or as at mm-hmm. least a good platform like something. a Civic to have an Ford Si Jetta or something, or something like, like, that. like that. You know the SRT four Dart existed at one point on the proving grounds. Wow, and I just. I, that was like a dream I had right around the time that I got my WRX. Is that like I wish that one day Dodge would make a four-cylinder turbo all-wheel drive manual fucking compact that. car. Yeah, like dude, That'd just imp- like the SRT4. I know that like I'm hella biased when it comes to this, but like. That was just such a fun car for me to own. And like, I just wish that Dodge would like have some skin in that game. Yeah. Chevy too. Mm-hmm. Like I just wish they all would. Like what happened? Yeah, Driving Ford too. cars. Ford's out too. Dude, Ford. The, uh, the new ST Huge fucking rant. looks great. Like why yeah. isn't it here? Tell that, me that why is it's the not biggest here. For me.
0: At least Dodge has the excuse that they don't make anything yeah. anywhere else. Ford yeah. makes the Focus and the Fiesta. Great
1: cars. And maybe it's just because we live in Michigan, but people drive the ST. I see yeah. them every day, all the
0: time. And they they give us the Echo Sport. Yeah, the fucking Echo Sport. Probably oh, one of I the worst that cars that might on the market. Be going completely yeah. They just announced they're they're done doing Did Indian they? production.
1: Okay. Well, yeah, that's why. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, so they you're, yeah they haven't announced they the, the writings the sport, on the it's, wall. It's writings on the yeah.
1: wall. They got to. Yeah which I just think makes sense dude what a piece of shit I know I fucking hate the Echo
0: Sport it's funny uh, Eco Sport
1: no it's Echo no no it's Eco <laughs> you don't pronounce Eco Boost and Echo yeah, Sport differently because of your intention
0: uh, our video uh, one of our video guys Christopher Brower had never driven an Echo Sport until a few months ago and he's <laughs> like it can't be that bad because we we're like shittiest car ever like <laughs> so bad and he's like dude it can't be that bad he, he drove one he's like oh my god And they made it shittier for this model year. They, like, decontented it. They, like, got rid of the leather steering wheel and, like, a few other things. They just made it intentionally shittier. Well, no use putting lipstick on a pig, as they say. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. I will say with Stellantis, I think the Fiat 500's got to go. Yeah, I think Fiat's just got I think Fiat I think Fiat has <laughs> to go in general. You're right.
1: I've really always hated they, that that's like the na- like Fiat Chrysler was know, Fiat Chrysler. Why couldn't it have been like Ferrari Chrysler <laughs> or Alfa Romeo Chrysler? <laughs> but yeah, no. I I agree. I they, think that no one really even fucks with Fiat other than no. in, you know, Europe and Italy.
0: I think they could just yeah, get rid of the, all the 500 variants, the X and the L and everything cuz Jeep takes care of that. What yeah. would you rather have? A Compass or a 500L? like fucking compass dude 100%, 100%. a great yeah. car you know not even a collection. Cherokee. Cherokee yeah. all this like Renegade all but decent cars
1: I think that Dodge needs to utilize Chrysler and uh, well sorry Stellantis needs to utilize Chrysler and Dodge a little bit better yes. because it's like everything comes through Jeep it's like every little like segment you know? that we occupy that even has a good and I keep saying we just because I like I don't I'm, I'll try and stop that but I think that they just, you know, everything's kind of consolidated in Jeep. The yep. Renegade, the Compass, the Cherokee, a lot overlap. all that stuff. And it's like, it would just be nice, you know, if Dodge or Chrysler had a small car, if Dodge or Chrysler had a, you know, small SUV. I, I There was a time back when Sergio Marchionne was the uh, CEO of and alive. Fiat, yeah, and Alive, that he had this five-year plan that outlined a bunch of different models and stuff. And you know, a lot of us have five-year true. plans, Who? Stalin. <laughs> oh yeah that's true I think that's true well <laughs> thankfully they got him then right Yeah. You know? um but he had announced a bunch of stuff that did happen two of the things that never happened or or haven't happened yet because I won't put the can on the journey stuff yet but um the dart never happened the SRT4 stuff never happened that was supposed to happen obviously it was a piece of shit um, and then the journey um, which I still believe is going to be a thing is going to be some sort of crossover that Dodge might make that could also have some performance
0: variant too. So, like, they'll bring the journey back? Yes. And mm-hmm. as a normal, like, they just contemporary vehicle. Should just electrify it. Should be electrified. Uh, I know you're rolling your eyes right now, but, like, modeling you know I that competitor Chrysler's, like, designing, like, 300 like mile in range. Inline in 6
1: twin turbo oh shit. has been. That's for, dude, that's like probably going to go years. in with a hybrid
0: powertrain for the Viper.
1: Oh my god! Inline turbo dude. six,
0: dude, with a big cell so hybrid. <laughs> I would be so for offended. the Viper.
1: Yeah, I'd be fucking so. Well,
0: <laughs> I'd be. Offended. Think about it. In the modern, it'd be like a hybrid Supra. Yeah, I know. That's what I was
1: thinking. Like it would be like an American Supra, but I don't want it to be. I know. I don't want that. If I anything, I would want it to have like a, you know, if I had to give up the V ten. Would you be okay with the V eight? If it was just a fucking sweet V8, yeah, Yeah. I'd be okay with that. But I just also think it'd just be weird, you know. You gotta take the side pipes off if you're gonna do that. And (laughs) I don't know, it should just be a CUDA. Like, don't Mm. sully the Viper name. If you're not gonna put a V10 in it, no more.
0: Well, maybe that's why there
1: isn't a Viper anymore. Well, (laughs) fucking, dude, we saw him, um, or I always get the names mixed mixed up. A Viper employee, cut. Name out of there. (laughs) A Viper employee um told us a couple years ago that they had something in the works that we would really, really like, and it was in an enclosed trailer. Oh shit. Um at the proving grounds, it was in an enclosed
0: trailer. Wow, that's so
1: yeah, I don't know what it is, and it goes along with that story that we heard from when they did the Ford GT at Lightning Lap or not Lightning Lap, but remember when they did that run um, with the GT out at VIR yeah, for the Ford. Mm-hmm. And before they did any of that stuff, when they were like coming in, the Viper team was leaving with an enclosed trailer. Oh, um, but like, the, but it's they, so cool. they got to hear Like, so before they were leaving though, mm-hmm. um, for a couple hours, they got to like when they were sitting in the parking lot, could hear it and it sounded like different. Really? So I don't know. I'm just going to keep, I'm going to keep hope that there's something there because Dodge, you know, Dodge can't just have the Hellcat. Like, the oh, Hellcat is not Dodge's Halo car, car. Yeah, you
0: know? Right. Well, and the other thing, Stellantis does take their time with vehicle development, special vehicle development. Mm-hmm. Look at the the TRX. Yeah. They fucking dragged their feet. Came out with a great product. Yeah. But so maybe they're dragging... I mean, I, I don't want to say dragging their feet as though they're being lazy, but, like, they do take their time. Yeah. For well, whatever That's why reasons. the Ram was so good, Right. you know? Yeah. I mean,
1: pr- pretty much, like, 10 years mm-hmm. um, to go from... You know, the 09 Ram, then it got a mid, mid-cycle mid refresh in like 2013 when Ram became, it became its own brand and it mm-hmm. got the Uconnect and it got like a nicer interior, but then it kind of stayed the same all yep. up until 19, mm-hmm. you know? So right. it's That's a true. long time coming, but they don't make mistakes like Chevy does, Jesus. you know, when they make it worse. Yeah. So, so I don't know. It'd before be we get wrapping
0: up, what are some cars you're excited for here for the rest of the year i've got
1: some yeah yeah okay um definitely i've driven them a little bit so far ct4v blackwing and ct5v blackwing very good things um,
0: is I've, it is that how you have to say it? v blackwing can't just say that, ct4 blackwing i think you can okay but the name then, then the name is, is v Blackwing. yeah is
1: Jesus v blackwing i know it's dudes. fucking stupid and also i just have to say this what happened to those dual overhead cam V8's Cadillac? We wanna know. <laughs> what are they what's going on with those? Millions of dollars lost. Anyways, um but I those those three um or I guess there's probably an auto there's an automatic uh CT4V also. So I'll be driving all of them eventually. But the manuals most particularly. Um I did drive an automatic one and it gives me the same feeling that the Z L1 automatic does. Um it's great, but God, the manual is just so much fun. I mean, really truly enjoy driving the manual CT5 V particular in particular. But the four sounds way better. Like honestly, could see myself owning one now, now that the exhaust is way better and it's Slightly more power, spools a little faster. Like it's a, it's a much improved vehicle. Um, okay. I was really impressed with that. I'm really looking forward to the Jeep Grand Cherokees and w- Wagoneer and Grand Wagoneer, just yeah. because I have been waiting since, like, 2013 for these to come out. When I was a porter at the Chrysler dealership in my hometown, the salesman had just come back from this, like, dealer meeting where they unveiled the fucking front end of it and, like, showed them what it was going to look Jeez, like.
0: Jeez, that was a long um,
1: time. I th- it probably changed from yeah. then to now, but they were talking about it back then, you know, like you were just saying. They take mm-hmm. a long time. Eight years, you
0: know? What's, what's the difference between the Wagoneer and the Grand Wagoneer?
1: So Grand Wagoneer and Wagoneer, I guess you could say, is, like, the difference between, like... Uh, not it's not like. Is it
0: like Yukon and Yukon XL? It's like Yukon to
1: Escalade. I think the oh. Grand Wagoneer. So Grand is like, means
0: it's more luxury. Yeah, Grand like
1: is more luxury. luxury. Yep. Same. Is it the same the platform? Same, same platform, same size. It's Grand is just like features and accessories. So okay. the Wagoneer okay. comes with. Um, I think that you can get it with the six or the five seven Hemi, but these, oh, the Grand Wagoneer comes with the six four only. Uh, and it's so the it's like scat the Scat Pack six four. It's not the truck six four. It's like a quick. Quick six which cool. whatever that means in that, I mean it might not be quick, it's but gonna it's going to have like four hundred and I think it has like four hundred some like horsepower, 470, 480 so.
0: range. Yeah, yeah. Okay. a
1: little a little tuned down from from that, but yeah. yes, okay. more than like you know a competitor yeah. V eight though.
0: Okay, at this point, all right. So them, I'm excited then about those what two. What uh,
1: I mean, do you want to drive the RS GT, um, E tron GT, just because. I think it looks awesome. I really yeah. like the looks of that over
0: the Taycan. I do like all um, even though the Taycan looks sweet. The Taycan looks um, kind of weird. I, the Etron GT looks conventionally good. It looks the good looks for like an futuristic EV. Like good. I
1: want, like I, I think want. think it looks good It even makes for just me a excited. Car. Like I want to drive this EV yeah, 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 yeah. instead yeah. of like the Taycan's Taycan. Like looks still like, kind of trying to be yeah. just like I'm. Maybe a Panamera.
0: <laughs> like don't look too deeply deeply into this. I am I'm excited. I know it's BRZ. You, you, the BRZ and AC. Yeah, yeah. 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 GTA yeah. 6. I've BRZ, heard good things. Sure. I've heard the only thing that sucks about those is, is the fake noise. Okay. Yeah. Everything else is good. It's I'll like, I'll turn that off. Yeah. You, you have to like pull a fuse or something. Oh, shit, you but do? Like, yeah. You oh, can't just, I won't do that. Stupid. Then. But, um, the other one I'm excited about and the very other end of the spectrum, Lexus NX. Yeah. We were talking about yep, that earlier. Yep, it's good. Yep. They're fixing the looks. They're fixing mm-hmm. the infotainment. They're fixing the powertrain and it's a boring car but it's so good at being boring yeah like, no just, i mean mm. i
1: think i think a boring car with more power more capability a non infuriating non touchscreen yeah. um could definitely be a winner, especially like we were talking about uh, the possibility or not the possibility. It's confirmed, but the uh, prime yes, powertrain the is going to be available in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've really started to kind of like get into the plug-in hybrid stuff because I, yeah. I think if I think right now that's the best the best way. Mm-hmm. You know, if you got one that can get you to work. Or even to and back from work. Yeah, you could almost exclusively use your gas for other stuff and yeah. never have to use it to commute. And mm-hmm. um, it's just kind of a, a cool novelty, I think. Um, but yeah, the, I think the NX is going to be really improved. I'm not a huge Lexus guy, but like yeah. this is one of the first ones that I've been like kind of excited to drive because I did get to experience every NX you know that existed right. back yeah. in You've seen the progression. sixteen or seventeen. Yeah. yeah, and they're very uninspired. Let's just say.
0: I'm excited to drive, and, and we're actually getting one in a week and a half, the new Nissan Frontier.
1: Ah, yes, we just did a, did our first drive of yeah. that not too long ago, but yeah. I'm interested in that as well. One I about the, f- the news cars, new cars piece.
0: Yeah, but, I think it's gonna, it's just like, it's, the bar is so low for mid-sized trucks right now that it'd be fine for, like, the, the Frontier just has to get like a B plus, and it'll be the best in the market. Yeah, Whereas yeah. like the Titan, give it like a B, B plus, you know, comp- yeah. non- competition's a little thicker. But the competition is so much better that yeah. it gets shit on. Yeah. Whereas the frontier, I mean, you're dealing with the ancient ring, uh, Ranger, the ancient Colorado, the shitty, even though it's good, it's shitty Tacoma. And then the ridge line, which is good but in a different way.
1: I think we all like the Tacoma for, for its shittiness. It's nostalgia. Yeah. Like and the we all know it's a bulletproof powertrain.
0: It's, it's like the, oh it's the what the fuck's the word. It's way. it's gonna, like it's, reputation. It's, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah. the the yeah. Yeah, but, but I, I think the frontier agree. will genuinely oh, yeah. be good.
1: Totally. I mean, the thing is, is like the ranger f- sucks. It's yeah. old, like you said. It was the same old when
0: it debuted. The, in the
1: Colorado's US. still good, but it's old. Yeah. I think that the Frontier, you know it, it doesn't have a, t- a ton different with it. It is kind of more of like a heavy refresh. If yeah, you will. still
0: shitty fuel economy. And, yeah, you know, power trains. So, but, but, but I think that like I think that's enough. That's what people want
1: in that. Yes. Like they don't like it's gonna be the nicest interior yeah. and it looks the best. And you can still get a long and bed you can too. Still do you all get all the a six, six foot bed.
0: Fit. Yeah, but, which is very important in the midsize yeah. truck. I fuck trucks with small beds. I just can't. Yeah. Stand that shit
1: yeah and like that's the thing with the ridgeline it's like i like the ridgeline for what it is but it's like just it's like this middle size like it's weird, not a truck and it's not this so it's yeah. kind of just like well th- i guess if i like tailgating maybe this could be great <laughs> to right. have this little under storage thing does that have does that have plugs that come out
0: the ridgeline or yeah,
1: the in the know. under the under trunk in the bed or whatever. I don't think it if, has you plugs. You could use under that the... as
0: like a cooler, but, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, oh I mean, yeah, no, no, it does. You remember okay. you got yeah, Carter yeah. put a bunch of beer in there like first uh, yeah. sixteen or whatever. Yeah, thought, okay.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so I don't know. I I think that the frontier could be really good. I do think though that it's gonna age quickly. I yeah, think that the others that are going to catch up. All it's going to take
0: it. is one new Colorado yeah. just or something.
1: Or, or Ranger. And yeah, them. that's a good point. And I think that those companies have been focused on their full-size pickups. Yeah. And that's kind of one of the reasons, like, Ford was just trying to get the Ranger over here in yeah. the first place. Didn't, obviously didn't give a shit about doing anything
0: <laughs> with it. It's totally different. Fuck yeah, you. maybe we'll get a Ranger
1: Raptor, like, in the future when
0: they we'll bring out a, a new generation yeah, a new or something of it. But What about Maverick? you excited <sighs> about that or just kind of, yeah. A little.
1: I mean, I'm interested. It'd be cool to drive just because it, it's new like, and different. Same. Right. I feel the same way about that as I do about the Santa Cruz.
0: Yeah, Santa Cruz just feels like a Tucson with bed. It actually feels yeah. better than the Tucson. But, yeah. Because uh, it's got uh, tor- uh, structural rigidity in the middle of mm. the bed, so you mm. can you can surprisingly rip that thing. Really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: But. Well, uh, Perks of being unibody.
0: Right, exactly. <laughs> Anything else? That, I, mean, I that wish customized? I had like a list of things. I know, of, we need like a list of I mean, things. Next, next time maybe we'll come in with, a, we'll look at more yeah. more, uh, more, of the list of cars. But Oh, GV70. I was just, we're getting that. I um, haven't and, driven that yet. And that started next month. Genesis is almost getting so good that they're starting to get a little boring. Just a little yeah. Because it's like, at, at first it was amazing. Like, wow, this is so good for this price. And now it's kind of like you expect it. Because we had the G, the new, the facelifted G70. And I was like, this is good, but like, the M340i is a lot faster. Yeah. (laughs) And more exciting to drive. Yeah. So it's, it's, again, it's kind of like the C8 Corvette. Once you get to that level, people expect more of you.
1: Right. Well, and that's the thing for me is like, I haven't even driven the GV70 yet. Um, I'm sure it's great. But my coworkers tell me um, that it's very good and stuff, but it's just a little bit like, you know, for something that's kind of competing in the Macan's ring, yeah. it's a little bit softer on the edges, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know. We'll have to see. I, I definitely don't have, um, I'm not going to go into it expecting it to be a Macan. You Fair know? enough. Which is smart. But um, it's, you know, <laughs> I cool. think It'll that it good. might not be as good as the GV80 just because the GV80 is better suited to its size and yes. its class. I, <laughs> I agree with that. So. Well said. Yeah,
0: well, thank you, Max, for yeah. coming on. No problem. This was this was fun. It was, this was fun. I'd do life. this again. Yeah, this was fun. 100. Yeah, we'll do it in the evening sometime with booze and oh, really? Oh God, show. yeah. Then, <laughs> fuck. You'll all have, bets uh, are off. <laughs> right. Cool. Well, thank you all so much for tuning in. We'll be doing some more of these. So uh, save the be manuals. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag save the man Someone's got to do it at this <laughs> yeah, point. Right. Yeah, Max. Oh, I'd take a GT five hundred. Save the manuals. I know.
1: I know. Well, you know, give me a seven hundred sixty horsepower uh, manual <laughs> okay.
0: supercharged that isn't a Hellcat and a CR
1: one Corvette.
0: Uh, cool. It needs to be actually dynamic. But yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Actually, have a chassis that's not fucking ancient. Yeah, noodle. So. And we will. Uh, we will see you on the next one. We're Charlie and Max with Daily Motor, and as always, drive on. <laughs>